0: Hello again, everybody. You're listening to the Total Basis Podcast. I'm your host, Felipe, and with me as always is Sean Flannery. Sean, how are you doing this evening?
1: We are the champions. Right. Oh, can you guys hear that in the background? I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. It's a copyright infringement. I have to no. meet you. Oh, it, it, it was less than seven seconds or whatever it is. You, you can't heard, sue me.
0: <laughs> I heard that was a myth that it doesn't matter if you do five, seven, ten seconds. Hey, they I, can still sue you.
1: I hear seven seconds is just fine all the time. And members of Seven Seconds.
0: <laughs> it's a punk rock band. And the no, other—that's Thirty uh,
1: Seconds to Mars. Come on now. No, I, I don't listen to
0: that garbage, <laughs> man. I, really I, knew, I, I knew you'd call it garbage. No, well, garbage is another band. They're from—I forgot where they're from, but yeah, they're a—they're—they're they're an actual band uh, led oh. by Shirley MacLaine. Anybody? Nineties alternative? Come on. I know I'm older than a lot I know I'm a lot older than you guys, but not that old. Come on. Well, the other, the, the, the other person, the three-headed monster that we got going here is James Handleboat. James. how are you doing this evening? Yes, sir.
2: I am uh, everlastingly depressed. Oh. so i feel you man I feel that's you. the life of a
1: mets fan james
2: <laughs> life of a mets fan and a guy who not only missed out by one game on breaking the league's record but also missing out on the win of <laughs> the championships not even making it so well,
0: like yeah. i told you before we went uh, when we hit the record button uh, welcome to the club that's been the story of my life for like the last three seasons in this league uh congratulations sean so now that would be two consecutive Uh, Back to back teams in this league, which is, you know, we we have all these statistics to uh, account for that kind of variance. And it turns out we, um, there is no variance at all. There is no, um, what's that word I'm looking at? There's no parity. I think the NFL? Maybe it is the NFL. The NFL has the same dominant quarterback for like the last twenty years, and people like to pretend that it's uh, it's anybody's year. No, you got Tom Brady. It's going to win. Maybe it's the same thing here. It's either going to be Aaron or Sean every year. It seems like.
1: Well, it's like what was the the stat for the NFL that the last eighteen years or whatever, each Super Bowl featured one of five quarterbacks, and it yep. was like Brady, Roethlisberger, Manning, Rogers, and somebody. Um, and it was. Geez
0: both Mannings Russell Wilson
1: yeah something like that but yeah absolute nonsense I I don't know like I I' never felt great about my team this year yeah and and I and I won another championship I just and it's weird and it's like I look at my lineup and I'm like okay yeah like I, I had good guys but I don't know it was so weird compared to last year last year I just knew like I had a gut feeling I was like okay I think I can win this thing this year I never had that gut feeling See, J- James, it seems, had, had that had feeling. feeling. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, uh, uh, so just, just to humor you guys in the like ten minutes that I have here, in this, uh, <laughs> let, let's. <laughs> do you do you mind if I share my screen real quick will so show ahead. what this roster looks uh, like?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, you should be able to go.
2: All right. Let's see Fantrax team roster right here. Okay. Let's just go through this. Right. Uh, forget about these guys. Catching always sucks. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, know, you you
1: definitely punted catcher this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, like I started the year with like, I, like I, I had Dalton Marshall trading him definitely sucked. But at the same time, is it really that much better than like the next guy that you could just pick up? No. You know what I mean? Probably not. And for what I got, I'm pretty happy. But listen, Goldschmidt. Patel Marte, like th- this guy was a uh, I, Drury. I picked up halfway through the year, somebody dropped him
0: because I mean, it was hurt. me. I dropped him. <laughs> no, was you? Oh, well, I Felipe, feel
1: you just dropped good players. <laughs> you should oh, not, no, no, you, you should you not do were, that. You, you
0: said that it, Brandon Drury was. I know. That good. Well, the only reason I dropped him because he, I found out he wasn't vaccinated and, and he cost me. Uh, oh,
1: I remember this. This, yeah, and, this and is a flashback me, to a previous episode.
0: And he cost me, uh, all three matchups that week this one and then the other two leagues that I'm in. So I said, I was so mad that i lost because this dumb fuck did not get vaccinated that i just dropped them in all my leagues and i i never picked them up ever again but i'm glad that james is uh just picking up my garbage here go ahead <laughs> but uh,
2: yeah g- g- the guy is garbage with 28 home runs 87 rbis you know, and yeah, 123
0: garbage. strikeouts yeah we thought yeah. exactly oh, that's, what he that's was. funny
2: because guess who won the strikeouts counter counter with our hitting stats i'm pretty sure that was me so who really had the strikeout <laughs> problem
1: whoa ding 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 back to back to the corners back to the corners <laughs> Wait, uh, wait! Strikeouts
0: on what? Hitting oh, our hitting league. Yes,
1: yeah. I started jury against you, and you lost strikeouts.
2: So I guess he oh, yeah. wasn't the problem.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. been a weird league, uh, weird year for me in terms of strikeouts in the um in the podcast league. I led in hitting strikeouts, which is weird because I I take great pride in trying and, to balance yep. the walks with the strikeouts, and then for some reason that wasn't the case. Although i have now seeing, uh, according to the roto standings, uh, I I was second in walks. And what would that be, Sean? I got six points for strikeouts. So what is that? I was in uh, what seventh place in strikeouts? Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, something like that. Something
0: like that. Oh wait, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, seventh in strikeouts. Which uh, usually I uh, I go total toe with the walks for my hitters. And this year, just no matter what I did, it's like the strikeouts were just <laughs> out of control, like the inflation rates uh, yeah. that are. Yeah. Yeah. Strikeouts, your your, your lineup
1: just... should have had some Stephen Kwan and Alejandro Kirk in it, man. <laughs> I
0: Trick did outs? have Stephen Kwan,
1: no. <laughs> for <like laughs> not for long and en- not for long enough, <laughs>
2: like a day or something. But like strikeouts is the one stat I really just like. I was like, listen, everybody strikes out nowadays. It's Like I lose it, I lose it. Let me just win everything else. So, everybody, like- makes <laughs> everybody makes
1: mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Oh, but I like- just
0: noticed I finished. I had a James in strike in hitting strikeouts this year. Well, By yeah, this year, but uh, yeah. you know, yeah. not in the in our uh, matchup.
1: So while yeah. we while we're on the topic of walks and strikeouts this year, I would just like to point out I led the league in walks and I had the least amount of strikeouts. Yeah, yeah. There, there there's something there is something to say about good plate discipline breeds good hitting. Even though <laughs> my team rostered bobachet Bichette, um, who just like swings at freaking everything, but um, yeah, that's
2: fun. Okay, right, hey, we'll just keep going through this quick while I have some time before I leave, Go but ahead. like. Bogarts, Joey Manessas, I got when he like, just came up and has had an amazing like finish of the season. I picked up Nico for the last week because you dropped him, Felipe. And I was just like, oh, well, well he was like, hurt. Yeah,
0: was well, hurt. no, he wasn't hurt when I picked him up. <laughs> well, yeah, well, about damn time he got healthy, but he was <laughs> hurt like for two weeks. I thought he was, was going to sit him down because he wasn't <laughs> anywhere close to coming back. So I'm like, you know what? See. I need healthy bodies out there. So
2: that's actually been like the saving grace of my season really is picking people up. Well, not saving grace because I was in first place, but like, that's sort of the, like one of the things <laughs> that kept me at first was like picking people up that other people dropped Cause they didn't have room on their injured list. Like, yeah. uh, like Nico <laughs> Horner, one of them right uh i mean he didn't really have one that had a great year but jesse winker i picked up like he walked a lot this year he just like did not hit like, that
1: was way. he batted like 220 or something
2: yeah yeah he batted 219 but he had a 344 on base percentage there you go
1: by the way uh, james like, keeps bringing up the, the
0: our game this past week or yeah this past week right uh yeah he beat me by four hitting strikeouts but he only had 15 walks versus my 32 walks. There you I go. Know show, I don't know. That's my boy. I that's, that's
1: my boy, Felipe. Oh, that, that's,
0: that's, more of a, that's more to my uh, uh, ad, uh, characteristic there. But last I checked, a, a .556 uh, walk per strikeout rate is better than a .2777 walk per <laughs> strikeout ratio.
2: And you could use your lower your lower pick next year here to get another guy who walks a lot.
0: <laughs> no, actually, you 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 get that pick. You get that pick, brother. Oh, oh, right, All yeah, yeah, uh, right, pick. right. Yeah, yeah. You get you get the you get the lower back to back picks, right? Yeah. Don't worry. I'll just snipe you like I snipe Sean every year. But yeah, this would be what three consecutive years. <laughs> How did that years. work out? <laughs> uh, well, I got the thirty wins last year, and then you got the thirty wins this year. But oh. usually, um, no, I'm used I'm to it just, by just now, James. I'm used to it here. by now, man. I'm used to it by now. You know why? Because yeah. every year that since we started on fan with this keeper, uh, this keeper cycle, I've had to had uh, I've had to pick in the double digit rounds every. Uh, I mean, I'm double 10th, digit 11th, picks, yeah, something like that. Tenth, yeah. I'm either tenth or eleventh every damn year. So I'm used to it by now, you know. At least <laughs>
1: me and you won't be back to back this year.
0: No, if it, now I got to deal with James and Henry, I'm sorry. I mean, because I, we've soup,
1: been, so. I think we've been back to back every year, including the inaugural draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Aaron won the first year of Fantrax, and then me and you were, but we finished uh, second and third, but we, we played in the third place game. Or no, I wasn't up. I won I the guess. third place. I don't know. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that, we'd I have to go was... back and find it because you lost. Didn't you lose to Aaron or to Jet? I Jet don't lost know. to Aaron. Jet lost to Aaron on and the, so we must have been like eighth and ninth or ninth and tenth, something like that. Ninth and
0: tenth, I think. So I yeah. was I must have picked 10th again. So go ahead.
2: Yeah. But I mean, like, listen, at the end of the day, like I am happy about the team. I have a lot of great keepers. I traded for Catal Marte this year. I had Goldschmidt. I had guards already. Like McNeil came back with, with fire this year. I have bats saturated traded for last year. Thanks, Aaron. And uh, it, uh, how's how's George Springer doing for you, uh, James? Um,
1: James Depoto. <laughs> we got to remind everyone that this league the last two years has like a grand total of I think. Less than ten trades, and, and James has made at least five or six of them.
0: <laughs> well, I got Who was the deal with? It was Mookie Betts and George Springer. Were there any other players involved in that one?
2: Uh, yeah, but like, they were not that relevant. Like I yeah. think, like mm. I, because I, I did, I still had Aaron Nola at the end of the year. Like, and he was like one of the only like really good players I had. I still had Yelich. Um, I still had Goldie. Like I, it was, it was like peanuts. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like it wasn't anything crazy. The main people wow. were Springer for for Betts, and then like. I had a couple extra players and, than her. Like, I think yeah. it was like a, a four for two or something. And if you, she, if, you,
1: if you guys keep it going, I will pull up that trade. Here why would ahead. she do that, though? I don't understand. Do I? <laughs> we'll keep well, it going. Uh, maybe Sean, Sean will uh, uh, yeah, he'll find yes. her, bring some yes. clarity.
0: Go ahead.
2: But, uh, you know, um, a lot of, like, midseason pickups here. But Adamus, mm-hmm. like, I didn't really start him too much this year. But, like, I tried to start him as much as I could just because of the home runs. But, like, my average and, like, hits and strikeouts and everything were so high like or low and high like all year like bad like inconsistent so it was hard to start him when he's batting 230 <laughs> like, yeah. at sub 300 uh bat, you know on um, base percentage but you know still a great player jaron pena i got earlier on in the year he was good to like kind of split time with pena a lot uh, i mean uh, with adamas a lot vaughn yeah. Grissom, i got him when he first came up great pickup mm-hmm. uh and thank you jacob homer pickup here but he is going he just he qualifies for MILB keeper and I will be keeping him for next season Brett Beatty
1: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> so uh no you could you didn't have room on your IR but I did so <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I had Starley Marte he's been down for weeks, so big big hurt right there for the playoffs for me but you know he had a great season uh and this this is What made me win all of my games this year, my pitching. Max Fried, Kevin Gosman. You know, these are just my weekly matchups here. But Carlos Rodon, Luis Castillo, Carrasco, Heaney, Montgomery, Morton. You know, like, and then my, I I didn't even move my relief pitchers like once this year. I had Bard and Doval start the year. I had Presley, but I traded him. Uh, It was Presley and Eduardo Escobar for Devin Williams, which I, so I, I Williams.
0: I still don't get that trade either.
1: So the you, you remember, um, yeah, so James yep. obviously had great pitching. Uh, right before we went live, Felipe, we were actually looking at who had the lowest team ERA, and it was actually friend of the show Mario Morgola. And I'm like, okay, James had like a great pitching staff, and it was I think I believe at three four two. I came in right behind him. Mario Morgola's team had a three point zero two ERA. This was like Dodgers-esque from real life. And it's like the names he had. He had McClanahan. He had Strider, uh, Urias, Kershaw, Gallon, Nola. Um, and then speaking of Nola, Nola was involved in that Mookie Betts deal. It was George Springer. Oh, was. Yeah, George Springer, Wade Miley, and Aaron Nola from James, from Mookie Betts, and Anthony Descalfani. Um, that was the deal.
2: But I, let's let's note that I was also like way losing at this point, so like I was looking for next year, and yeah. Springer was hurt like all season, got hurt several times after coming back, and like I I don't need Aaron Nola at this point. Wade Miley was just like he's not going to do anything next year. Like Nola could have been a keeper for me to be honest, but it's like I'm getting Mookie
0: Betts in return. Like yeah, and, I, and I'm sorry this was done last year. Right? That was yeah. that was
1: last year in August. Oh, yeah. Oh. Look at that and, and Aaron trade. was trying. Yeah. I was saying Aaron was like trying to push. Um, she needed pitching. She was uh, competing. Think, James uh, wasn't. Yeah. And I
2: think like okay. a week after
1: that trade Springer went down for the whole season or something yeah. like that. George, George Springer <laughs> getting hurt. No. <laughs> oh my God. It's not like I told Mets fans that for years. Uh, really <laughs> yeah. quick.
0: Uh, I just wanted to point out that I'm looking at the, at the Roto standings and uh, uh, for both hitting and pitching. I forgot that they actually split this apart. Uh, uh, Sean finished in first place. I finished in fourth. James finished in fifth for pitching. I finished number one. James finished number three. And Sean finished number six for pitching? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm looking I at it right now on 107 and a half points for me, 104 for James. Actually, he was tied with Mario at 104 points. And then uh, Mad Dog Madrigal, which is uh, Sean's name, uh, 92 points, 92 points, sixth place.
2: I think, like, my team, like, the the thing was, like, my team was just, like, aggressively, like, slightly above average, if that makes sense, where it's, like, I had, like, really good players, but, like, they were not consistent at the same times. And like I either won because of my hitting or I won because of my pitching. I never won because I carried I covered a lot of like areas at the same time. You know what I mean? It's it always like, the goal. It's always the goal.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, listen, I had a lot of weeks where I won like 18 to 3 or like like 17 to 5 or something like that. And most of it was just like because I heavily won one category and like tied a bunch in the other yeah. or something like that. And
1: I feel like that's a, the kind of the blowout matchups. I feel like it's a whole lot easier to do that with a great pitching rotation like having the five really good starters that you had i feel like especially with the the way we did bi-weekly or the way that we do bi-weekly it's like if you can if all those guys get loaded up in one like you can win in a blowout it's just that next matchup where those guys are unavailable because they've already pitched Uh, those are the kind of the closer ones that you're hoping to just kind of sneak out a win, but if like all of your guys Rodone, Gosman, whatever are going out in one of that like three or four day period, it, it's real easy to kind of blow somebody out yeah, with the uh, pitching. That was,
2: that was why I got a lot of luck. A lot of luck this year is because Freed, Gosman, and Rodone were pretty much always pitching in the same period. Yeah. So it's like if you were going against me that period, like you were just done. Like unless like somehow they all had bad starts. Like I, I, you know. And then the fact that I had like, you know, Bard had like an amazing season, you know, I mean, he barely had to pitch because the Rockies suck and they're never winning. Um, but <laughs> like, I also had like Doval and like Williams at the same time. They, I didn't have to do anything with them all year. They always stayed in their spots. And then it was just like, you know, what starters I could get. And I think like, while I did have Freed, Gosman Rodon, Castillo like those are the guys that like really rode it home. I also like got really lucky with Montgomery having a, like a pretty great season for like, you know what people projected to be like <laughs> barely like a fourth or fifth starter you know like he yeah. had an amazing season um Carrasco you know finished at almost a four ERA. I mean he's not done yet he has like one or two start uh, one start left one
1: start. Right? yeah yeah well he I was mean, supposed to pitch tonight
2: yeah but I mean he you know he's just about at a four era right now but you know under a one home runs per nine you know he had a 3.7 kpbb k per bb uh, you know 15 wins 11 quality starts 148 innings like the, those like extra guys that it's like every other period that I needed to use like they I still was comp- like, competitive with pitching. yeah you know like well, mean? the
1: guys like Morton and Carrasco like they probably didn't give you the best rate stats but they were going to give you you know seven eight strikeouts at least go to, like five six innings um, and at least just give you a shot in the the other matchups where your aces weren't going yeah, r- I mean r-
2: Morton ended the year two hundred and five strikeouts. Yeah, and you know he was in there a lot for me. So like the, you know who, who could say no. how much of an impact he really had yeah.
1: on my team? I think they said oh, he's yeah. the oldest uh, to get two hundred strikeouts since uh, Smoltz.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I like I, I thought he was done like two or three years ago, but now they've extended him for another year. The Braves did so. Yeah, uh, yeah go pick up Charlie Morton. You know what? Shame on me, Sean. I didn't I didn't practice what I preach. Older is always better with starting pitcher. I should have just <laughs> all that cradle. Really, really, really quick, really? Uh, uh in the roto standings. Uh, you're looking at the the three people on the screen here. Top three roto standings right here.
1: Really? It's not a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Uh I finished in first. Uh Sean finished in second. James finished in third. Um, another interesting stat. Games played. Uh, I won that category. Uh, that's not a, a scoring category, but obviously there's something to be said about um
1: it helps Lane. with the counting stats <laughs> it helps with the
0: counting stats i guess that maybe that's the reason why i finished number one because you know um which is weird because i don't i don't i don't know it's a, it was a weird season i think uh in terms of just hitters uh number one uh games played among the hitters if my computer would just cooperate uh number one over here Aaron finished in second among this panel uh sean finished in one two three four five six seventh
1: and then that was it was that was games played
0: yeah yeah uh, for hitters for hitters Okay. And then James finished in eighth, and for pitchers, uh, for games played, uh, I'm gonna be.
1: I think I'm gonna be lower on that list. Let's
0: oh, see. You're fine. middle of the pack.
1: Oh, okay. Middle of the pack.
2: I'll hey, take you. <laughs> Can I make a guess? Is Jet sure. number
0: one? For games played among pitchers?
2: Yes.
0: Nope. Oh. Is he close to that number one? Uh, Jet. Where the hell? Jets bottom four in pitching. Really? Half yeah.
2: the team is relievers. How is that possible? <laughs> How because they don't. You- <laughs> <laughs> half his team is bullpen. Like I was just talking to Sean. I was like, they should name Jeff should name his team like the bullpen because it's like half his, his pitching is like SPRP. And it's yeah. like well, I mean the, 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 the two
1: guys is... that were SPRP were both like starters, traditional starters, Perez and okay. Stripling. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but yeah, he did and...
2: also have a lot of relievers. So. Yeah,
1: he 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 and they were all good relievers too. I mean Fairbanks mentor Presley Graven. Like okay, Graven was a little down this year, but still 3.2 year array. Uh, yeah, he had a lot of great relievers. It's just he had Corbin Burns and Martin Perez, and that was about it.
0: I was looking at the wrong thing. Uh, among hitters, uh, he finished bottom four. I finished second among hitters and games played. Sorry about that. Uh, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, you two, Sean and, and, and James finished number seven and number eight, respectively, for hitting games played for pitching. I finished number one. Um, and then two, three, fourth is James. Seven, eight, eighth is Sean, and you t- ask about Jet. One, two, three, four, five, six. Jet was mm. sixth. Yeah, who uh, who was
1: first? Just to peek uh, my curiosity for, for pitching bit. games yeah. today.
0: Okay. This guy right
1: here, Felipe. Oh wow! Yeah. Wait,
2: so, so I guess the the thing we all have to take away from this is uh, a play like Sean and just pick up a bunch of bench players <laughs> that don't I, play.
1: I guess. <laughs> well, hey, I guess maybe hey. that's what
2: happens when you have all three Blue Jays catchers on your team at the same time.
1: Hey, <laughs> I my idea, especially when Danny Jansen started doing good and I already had Kirk, I said, wow, brain blast. I'll just play both of them because that was what Toronto was doing. And if you like <laughs> combine their hitting stats, I mean, yeah. it's over you get one catcher. It, you get like That's 680 fine. plate appearances of actual good offensive production. I mean, oh, like yeah. actually good. I mean, now, like, i be gets...
2: My, I'll, let me say one quick, real, real quick. Go ahead. My catching strat for like three periods straight, because of how bad Trevino and Haim uh, were both doing, was to pick up Mitch Garver, who literally was hurt and not playing, <laughs> so that I could have someone who wasn't hurting my my hitting stats in the catching <laughs> slot. Like that's like because it was like Haim and and uh, and Trevino were getting no counting stats for me. And I was like, well, I'm not getting counting stats anyway might as well not hurt my rate stats either. And I just picked up a hurt catcher. So it's like having you know two sides of the same point or two sides of the of a catching matchup for a team is not that bad. Like it's pretty smart, honestly.
0: Well, I was gonna say really quick, uh in so I, I led the league in innings uh, in games played. About innings pitch, it gets interesting. Where uh, Mike Harvey from Eastern Washington, he led the league in innings pitched, and that's a that's a that's a scoring category. So that's that's pretty important. Uh, and he won. No, by in, a, in
1: innings pitch wasn't in a category, was it? It's yeah, it, it's, yeah, it, it just yeah, it, it just recorded. It no, it I counted. thought. Oh, no, oh no, that was oh, okay.
0: Year. This remember this year we, we decided to count. We talked about it, so we would circumvent the people who were relying on on relief pitching. Remember, we had a whole conversation this past season. Yeah,
1: I I remember it now. But when you go and you look at his roster, it makes sense. You Darvish went deep in a lot of games. Lance Lynn was still Lance Lynn, even though he made 15 starts. Adam Wainwright went deep in a lot of games. Garrett Cole, Marco Gonzalez, all these guys that tend to go pretty deep in games. He also had George Kirby and Logan Gilbert. Um, Oh, yeah. We need to like figure out how to spread out because I feel like all the pitching is consolidated on about four teams, and I need some other pitching. You can't, can't have garbage. any of my good hitters. You can't, you, I give you, you garbage, you give me Garrett Cole. <laughs>
0: and I'm sorry, James, what were you saying?
2: Well, I was saying at the same time, while we do have nine keepers, you have to also realize that because those oh, four teams have like all the pitching, that means that there's actually going to be a lot of pitching next year because you can't keep everyone.
0: That's right. That's right. And why would you? You can't trust these pitchers, man.
2: Yeah. I mean, like I I was, you know, when I looked at my keepers, I'm not going to say the names because it's going to give other people strats, but uh, what's it called? Uh, Like I have five hitters and then like two pitchers. And then I'm trying to decide what I want to do with the other two. I might use them on pitchers, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I might have hitters that are worth more than that, but you know, so (laughs) I just have so many guys that I could keep at the same time for pitchers that it's just hung
0: so I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what what the strategy is for next year. Like I don't know, Th- this year pitching left such a bad taste in my mouth. I didn't trust them coming into the season, and for the first time in my life, I just counted on uh just streaming. Like I stream more than Netflix this year, more than Hulu, <laughs> more than HBO Max, all those guys. I-, I just streamed and streamed. I didn't have like a bona fide ace. I mean, unless you count Frambois Valdez.
1: Yeah, and like even- he, he he was a stud. I, I love them. It's...
0: Love them this year. The thing that sucks about him is that he pitches once every six games or six days or whatever yeah. the case is because of the Astros. And so you have you don't even get uh the opportunities, or I didn't get the opportunity, I should say speak for myself. I didn't get the opportunities to get him uh pitching twice in one week because of that fact. Uh, but you know, he helped me in the pot win the podcast league, and you know, and he was a godsend uh in this league unfortunately i didn't have a lot of studs like you guys did i i was counting on just matchups so if lucas giolito's broken ass faced the detroit tigers then yeah i'm <laughs> starting him but against everybody else i'm like oh, you know he's supposed to be a nace he's not playing like when i'm gonna bench him even though he was a keeper of mine but i learned my lesson so no i'm just but it's mm. it's, it's gonna be difficult i mean i have joe musgrove but do i really want to go through another year of joe Musgrove's uh, inconsistent? uh um pseudo like hey please uh, please don't keep them I'll,
1: I'll take them if you don't keep them
0: i'm not you can take them i might just keep another hitter i might just go nine hitters i'm not i haven't decided yet but i might just go nine hitters for next season you, uh,
1: you, you talked about streaming and it's like a weird thing that this year it's like i streamed not as much as last year in terms of starting pitching um when i got guys like it was normally not for just one start like i kept them around like for uh, several weeks but hitting, I streamed a lot of hitters this year mm. because I liked my hitting lineup. But I would look at the the numbers every week, and it's like I have Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, Jose Ramirez. But like the overall numbers, Jose Mar- Ramirez kind of went dark for a little bit, and um, yeah. that's that's why at the you know last period, like in the playoffs, in the finals against uh, Henry. I have guys like Vinny Pasquantino starting at first base, Brendan Donovan, Sean Bouchard from Colorado. All of these guys were Elvis Andrus who eight Mm -hmm. stolen bases in the month of September. I got all of them (laughs) and he had five home runs. Like, I don't know what the hell got into Elvis Andrus or three, three or five home runs, something like that. But, uh, yeah to the, it was, White Sox
0: to the glory man
1: I, I really like Christian Walker who was probably the only guy like he stayed in my lineup for a long time um and I, I didn't have him the first couple of, or couple of months where he was really hitting the ball well but like he was batting like 200 or under 200 yeah and then I had his two hot months but in September he was gone like he just stopped hitting again and yeah. so like I, I relied on a lot of younger unproven guys Pasquitino, uh Donovan, uh, who were really good. I mean, Pasquantino walked more than he struck out. Um, for me, Brennan Donovan, fifty walks, sixty two strikeouts. So it was like weird that I streamed like this one type of very young, disciplined hitter, and it was just very weird because normally it's like, oh, I got to stream this pitcher, I got to stream this pitcher. But for yeah. me, it felt more like hitting was the the spot to find, and like, pitching was always so scarce. In this league, like compared to several really? other leagues, I, I felt like it was. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, it was at the end. It
0: was at the end, but I I, I just kept finding streaming options. I, I I hate to keep harking back at that, and uh, but I just kept. I, it was just easier for me to just stream. Uh, like I was starting Jose Quintana against the Cubs just because I think the Cubs just suck, even though Cuff fans tell me otherwise. Uh, but yeah, Jose Quintana against the Reds, or that's just an example. I mean, who else? Matt Manning against the. The Royals, for example. Yeah, if you're facing the Royals or Tigers, you might have a 1.6 whip, but you are starting for my team, damn it. And I would get some decent results out of it uh, because of it. But one thing, and I'll I'll cede I'll the floor back to James because I, I think he was going to mention something. But the guys, this year, I didn't have any backup first baseman or third baseman unless you count Bobby Witt as a backup third baseman, but you know, he was better suited for middle infield. And that, that yeah. is just to say that uh, there was no way in hell I was going to, I was ever going to bench Vladimir Guerrero or Rafael Devers, even though there were, uh, there was some, there was some time, there was a time span this past season where I may have been better off just doing so. But uh, James, what's your take on that? I mean, would you see yourself? Um, I mean, you, you ended up winning 30 wins this season. I mean, it's for, some good reason but was part of your strategy was also to stream your studs from period and uh, from period to period uh throughout the year yeah so, really. Like, i
2: will say i was like i i was very lucky to like have to not have to stream a lot of positions uh i mean for the most part my outfield was pretty stacked most of the year uh I, if i were to call out a couple of key positions you're gonna laugh at me because it's like funny to think like how i had trouble finding someone at this position but left field was really tough for me for a lot of the year and the only time it wasn't tough for me was when Cattell Marte was not sucking ass and I could start him at second base and put McNeil (laughs) in left field that was like because other than that like the streaming like third base I I felt like the Mets I I had the 40 different people start at third base (laughs) for me this year like like you know the you know Mets circa like 2018-2019 where we had like jose reyes driver.
1: todd frazier yeah. jd yeah, davis <laughs> yeah
2: like we i had a different guy at their base every period basically and it's just like the problem is like i i think next year like i'll give a little tidbit of my strategy maybe is like i'm gonna look at like those key positions that i feel like were really rough to look for this year and like try to see like you know who's probably gonna get kept and then like maybe keep an eye out for those people at those positions because it's like I think streaming is legit, you know, Sean said he streamed a lot for hitting this year and he won. So what does that say? You can stream as mm-hmm. long as like you do it correctly and you do it at positions that can be streamed properly. You know, drafting Yoan Moncada was probably one of my biggest mistakes. And it's not even like I could have seen it. Like I didn't expect him to be an all-star, but being a hurt for 50% of the season and then batting sub 200 whenever he did to come back. You know, like, could I have seen that? Probably not. Like, and that screwed me horribly because I had... A different person at their base every week. And that's such a hard position to look for in a league where there's a couple of like really big guys at their base and then a bunch of like fucking nobodies that might have a hot week and you have to catch them early, you know? So it, it was it was really tough. Um I, I mean I like just find those positions that you are willing to possibly stream and then make sure you zero in on the ones that are really impossible to stream for it really is the is the big thing. Like no. It has a lot to do with your keepers, too. Maybe right. you might, if you're looking at like maybe keeping a third baseman versus keeping like a second baseman or like, you know, maybe a right fielder. Mm-hmm. And if they're close enough in stats, you might want to keep the third baseman over the right fielder because right field might be a lot easier to look for late yeah. in the year. You know what I mean? So, and
0: it's funny you mentioned outfield because, uh, you know, I had Juan Soto and somewhere along the line, I, 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 I open up my eyes. Yeah, right. I open. yeah, Juan Soto, he sucks, man. He's okay. awful, overrated. Um, can't win me championships in this fucking league. No, but <laughs> but uh I look around. I wake up, it's September, and like, what happened to my damn outfield? I know Luis Robert was hurt, but I look around. Wait, why am I counting on a bunch of waiver wire fodder to get me through uh, at outfield position, which is really weird. And honestly, I cannot remember who I drafted to put me in this predicament. But I know, I think I've drafted Marcelo Zuna. And again, I was counting on Luis Robert. but the fact that I didn't—I—I do not know where all my—I mean, maybe that was the problem. I, I focused so much on streaming pitchers that I—I—I I, um, I, uh, I didn't take care of the, the much needed depth that I needed to uh, get my hitting from point A to point B. And before I knew it, I was counting on anybody named Jake, basically. Jake Fraley, I was—I was, I was just going to
1: say that in the in the last week. You had your starting outfielder was Juan Soto, Jake Fraley, Jake McCarthy. And then for the last three of uh, the, the weekend period, you put in Osvaldo Cabrera. Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He <laughs> was on fire. And then, uh, of course, I, I every time I pick him up and I insert him in the lineup, he does nothing for me. So yeah. that's what i got for trusting yankees uh really quick just to finish the innings pitch that's where we started we started with innings pitch uh so yeah uh mike harvey was number one. Oh, because then we started talking about keepers for next year okay uh andrew sullivan was number two uh the champ right there sean number three i was number four and then james was uh five, six, seventh seventh place in innings pitch wow, that's
2: actually really surprising What the kind of yeah,
0: very surprising that's why i brought it up yeah. i mean uh i mean you you mentioned all the big names you had in your starting pitching and and you still finished seventh place in innings pitch i mean uh, what do you account for that? Because I, I want to say, let me just look at the other stats uh, here. Let's go back up here. Well, what I
2: will say probably, go ahead. though, is that some of my pitchers were a little bit on the older side, especially my second no, older, string. Older's better. Older's better. I've I've, had, that i yeah, you. but It's older is better for counting stats or maybe for rate stats, but mm. for innings pitched. <laughs> like, you know, I had Charlie Morton only with 172 innings pitched. Uh, I mean, my relievers too, like Daniel Bard, really didn't pitch that much. For a reliever, really, like 59 innings is not a lot. Camilo Dobal part of that, like, you know, Giants, like, bullpen, like, monster that they have over there, but they don't know who can save and who's going to who's gonna close that night and who's not, like, you know, 67, which is on a higher side, but not crazy. Devin Williams, 60. And then, like, Luis Castillo, you know, struggled a lot during the year. He only finished 150 innings pitched. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so for the most part, yeah, Carrasco, too, hurt a lot, 148. Andrew Heaney, I mean, I picked up late in the year. He replaced Kyle Gibson, which, once again, old fuck. Didn't really pitch that too too long. <laughs> uh, and then Carlos Verdone, only 178, you know. My highest innings pitch was Max Fried with 180. So, wow. You know, a lot of injuries, I would say.
0: Well, I, had, I mean, it, so. it turned – I'm looking at the at the standings, the pitching standings, and it looks like what you lacked in um, effectiveness and the counting stats, like you mentioned, you made off – more than made off for it in efficiency. I mean, you're up there in uh, K per strike, uh, strikeout per walk ratio on base percentage. Uh, and that may have something to do with your bullpen. I don't know who your bullpen was, but the fact that you finished low in the innings pitch, but you still uh, were able to get a lot of strikeouts speaks volumes for your team. But you didn't get a lot of quality starts. You didn't get a lot of wins. I mean, you did, but compared to everybody else, it's it's on, on the lower side. Um, so I don't know. It, it's just kind of weird that, um, that uh, there is something to be said about some sort of efficiency thing that you had going this year um but it didn't uh, amount to a lot of uh, all those big counting stats, like you mentioned like the wins the quality starts um uh, yeah. so yeah it's, it's just interesting how the, how the thing little things like that just shape how the rest of the season is going to go for a lot of these guys and uh, who are trying to uh try their best to make like, like we mentioned sean i think you mentioned it earlier that that pitching is so weak this year and i always mention that you can't i, I don't trust any of these guys uh, uh any of these starting pitchers but uh I don't know. It's kind of interesting that we all had different strategies and we had different results. Mostly positive, but different results nonetheless. Yeah,
1: I feel like my luck's going to run out in terms of pitching. And oh, like, I, like well, No, no. Like you I said, like, no, no, no. Like last year, like I, Robbie Ray was the last pick of the draft for me and he goes uh, and wins the Cy Young. I chose not to keep him, which I think was a good thing and a bad thing. And then this yeah. year it was my first overall pick, but it, it was after, you know, uh, how many keepers did we have? Six. So it was Six, basically yeah. it was yeah, it was basically the seventh round, and I picked Dylan Cease, and then Dylan Cease ends up being like my ace, and then Alec Manoa I think was my second or third round. I think I, I picked them back to back was Cease and Manoa, and he they both had sub three ERAs. They both pitched deep in the games, and it's like obviously I I could keep both likely will, but it's like I feel like I'm. Two years in a row, I've gotten pitching at out in positions in the draft that I likely like the it, like like and I didn't expect it. Like I picked them for the upside, but I didn't expect like either of what they what well, the game the, like this, seriously. This
0: humble this humble brag over here. This guy all offseason, James was downplaying Dylan C's was poo pooing him was. Not I, I hate
1: him. the I hate the command.
0: We all hate the command. Yeah. but we all love <laughs> the upside, right? But you, yeah. you were just so down on him, and I go hmm. Well, I know he likes Emmanuel Classe, and I know he doesn't really like. Cease, I knew with I, well, you, the
1: you. You knew I was probably going to go back-to-back closer too because I had talked about it. I said, like, just on a goof, like, what if I pick back-to-back closers here?
0: Well, I, I had we no both, relief pitching. I know we both like Clase, so like, the, okay, maybe I can get both Clase and Cease, and of course that didn't happen. And who knows? Maybe with Cease on board, maybe maybe results are different, and maybe I don't yeah. have to trust on so many. Streaming options, but uh, yeah, this guy right here talking about uh, my luck's about to run out. Okay, Daniel Espino, Bobby Miller, and Yuri Perez. I'm not sure who Andrew Painter is, so I'm not gonna. Oh, you he, Andrew Painter as well.
1: Yeah, top 100. Uh, he's the best pitching prospect in the Philly system. Like, it, it uh, was about
0: to run out. He said, My <laughs> luck's about to run out. Well,
1: guy. they probably won't even debut knowing my luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my, my luck that I've won two years in a row.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... (laughs) so you admit that it's all luck based huh? okay
1: obviously
0: (laughs) clearly clearly um well uh, james uh i know we said 10 minutes and i guess we had you for the entirety of the show uh i know sean wants to get going soon uh before we let you go um up to you if you want to stay us uh stay here a little longer at this point uh it's up to you but uh any final words as to uh this season and uh, and maybe possibly for next year before uh this, at the end of the night here
2: well yeah i was just gonna i was actually gonna send the message i might have to cut out in a sec uh
0: go ahead stuff but
2: um sure. yeah i mean like my i would say like looking at you know i'm not gonna like try to like, gas myself or anything like that but i did finish first for a regular season <laughs> i would say like my like main strat this year is like i have like a couple key points like maybe like three like real quick okay. right like number one like pay attention to the waiver wire, pay attention to, Mm -hmm. you know, the trends. So like the trends is like, you know, who's getting added the most, who's getting Mm -hmm. dropped the most, whatever. Right. Not only looking at that for like the free agent pool, but also your own team too. Cause sometimes you might be like, Oh, this guy had like five hits this week, but then they're all like singles and then he struck out eight times, but it looks good (laughs) to you when you look at your, your live scoring or something, you know what I mean? And you might not notice it all of a sudden, like 18% of people drop that guy and you're like, Oh shit. Yeah, I should do that too. You know, like, (laughs) Yeah. You know, oh, you, honestly, you succumbed to
1: peer pressure,
2: <laughs> not necessarily, but I will say it did help me make a lot of roster, posi- uh, roster, uh, you know, trade, uh, choices this year. Um, you know, identify key positions during the draft, uh, and then like the last, maybe like my number three, like my last point, do not be afraid to trade.
1: Like, well, yeah. says James Topoto.
2: he's he's just looking for
1: trade partners guys this is just an open advertisement to trade with them
2: but think about it this year (laughs) since i joined the league like my record has gotten better every year and the guys that i've traded for i wound up they wound up being keepers like you you think i could have drafted goldschmidt cattel Marte, like mookie Betts, like you know, Max Freed, all these people in the same draft. No what, was Goldschmidt play. a keeper for you last year? Goldschmidt was one of the only people that I drafted and kept myself. Okay. Yes. Yelich was another one, but I traded him. I remember the a, Yelich trade. A trade for Rodon. Yes. Yeah. So, like, and I got like several keeper level players by just not being afraid to trade. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you Mm got to be okay with like, I I think the main thing is you just don't be afraid to get rid of your players, even if they're good, like because you might just get someone else that makes more sense. Identify your key, your weaknesses and your strengths, and then use that to trade. And honestly, you wind up with a way better team in the end. So,
0: yeah, the thing about this league, it's always been a mystery to me, and it's the lack of trades, despite the fact that. Uh, I, you know, we we open it up for off trading. We open it up for, to trade draft picks to improve your team. And I don't know what it is as to maybe it is as simple as maybe they're too afraid to trade, or maybe it's just as simple as people not wanting to waste time uh, trying to trade. Or as I talked to Sean, maybe it's just the fact that our rosters are so big that, you know, we have a team within a team with all the bench spots so we might change a couple of things for 2024 when we start over again. We're still talking about some possible rule changes to encourage the trades because you're right. I mean, trades are whether we like it or not. I mean, I, I know I hate making trades, but as I told Sean <laughs> in my points league, I made like a 2,500 trades in my points league just trying to yeah. make a last. Uh, Blowing last up your first.
1: team that ended up turning into a bounce back
0: a bounce back uh august september and I still miss the playoffs but you know now I have five really good keepers from that league I feel like um but yeah trades should be happening more I feel even even in a league yeah. as, with the big rosters like we do and it's just kind of crazy that it's the same people making trades while everybody else just kind of sits you know sits on the sidelines and not making anything. So yeah, I, I excellent point there. I, I encourage everybody to trade. If you're, if you're in this league, it, that's what it's for. We don't have many restrictions. No one's going to decline or object to your trades. I think everybody's, uh everybody knows that we're out to, uh, to uh, what's that word I'm looking for? We're out here to you know, uh get blood or whatever. <laughs> I,
2: I think the main thing, it just comes down to fear of like your player going somewhere and being better than they were for you or someone else winning with that player. But it's like, listen, I, who, who gives a fuck? Like, I traded J Rod <laughs> in a trade that got me like th- th- several eight all star players back. Yeah, I would have fucking loved having J Rod on my team, but I also had like Mookie bets and like Ed Starling Marte both having like great years and everything. It's like, do I really need another center field right fielder just because of this whole, like J-Rod when I could get something else like Carlos Rodone in return? No, I don't. You know what I mean? And it wound up working out really well for me. My pitching was amazing. So, yeah, but yeah I, I'll, I'll leave I, it there.
0: That's another good point. It's just like like Band-Aid or like short-term memory, like the same uh, kind of a concept we 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 expect from our NFL cornerbacks. Just forget about the last play. Yeah, you got blown up for 50 yards, but go get the next play. move move on to the next play move on to the next play really and it's basically my uh mindset when i make a trade you know or when i drop a player you know just drop them i forget about them i gotta move on i gotta continue i gotta move forward effectively
2: trading them to me
0: or you know (laughs) you picking up my sloppy second and thirds whatever (laughs) um but yeah you just kind of have to forget it you can't keep everybody you gotta make big boy decisions and live with them. So yeah, even the trades I make, I forget who I gave up and who I got back sometimes. Not in one particular trade though, where I ended up uh having to trade away Jared Kalenick and oh Sean Who were the other guys that were involved. See, I, I talk about it not forgetting and then I forget.
1: Um uh, Austin Martin was the one. Uh but yeah it was Luis Robert and Jared Kalenick Austin Martin. I can't Nixon remember Zell. the other. Yeah Nixon's Nixon's Nick Nick that that's what it was.
0: Yeah wow. and I, mean, I, I end up winning that trade. Central. No, hey, Luis Robert, come on now. He just has to stay healthy. The opposite of, um, I don't know. I, I can't think right now. I was going to say the opposite of uh, Byron Buxton, but he got hurt too. Yeah. And then Julio Rodriguez also got hurt. So, hey, listen, if you're an athletic center field, you're going to get hurt. Ronald Acuna, you're going to get hurt. So, no, but these are all interesting uh, uh, concepts and points that you're making here, James, and I could see why you... Uh, are uh, up to my level at this point. Finally, like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, I mean, well, he said. Hey, listen,
1: he said he was
2: improving. Up to and above in terms of head-to-head and results. And yeah.
0: Welcome to the thirty-win club. I'm <laughs> really proud of you. Maybe, maybe you'll, you'll, maybe you, uh, one of us will get a, uh, we'll switch positions. Maybe I'll get the thirty wins. You get the twenty-seven wins, and I'll lose in the final,
2: <laughs>
0: as I am prone to do here in this league. Yeah, I'll, um I'll, that'll
2: be my final message i'll leave you guys on that no these are these. Thing.
0: no these are very good points james I mean, <laughs> i'm really glad that you uh said it and uh you know pointed them out because if i say it then i'm just you know just i'm just the asshole who says a lot of things and <laughs> doesn't do anything but um and i'm james the james the over here so <laughs> all right well hey listen man thank you so much i know like i said five ten minutes i'm so glad that we were able to talk for with the extended period of time uh as uh, so i really got uh, well we all three of us we got really into this talk about this crazy 2022 season that was the Fan Trax Baseball Life League uh who knew that Henry was going to make the championship cuz there remember Sean i told you there were times where where Henry looked like he was uh what do you call it he had a winning rec- like a really good record but really bad roto standings yeah at one time and then a, a month or two later roto standings were really bit were really up there but then his record was really down here. I think he was, like, going to miss the playoffs at, at the rate he was going. And somewhere along the line, it kind of evened out, and uh, he made it to the final final there. And uh, who did he? Oh, he beat James, right? No, yeah. I, I honestly forgot. I, yeah, I, no, I, no. I, I,
1: but And you see, the thing when I look at his is it looks like one of those teams that, like, in real life, you say, okay, it, over 162, they probably win, like, 95 games.
0: Uh, really quick. Uh, James, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. If you got to go, just uh thank you so much for joining us. I, oh. I don't want to keep you too long here as, as Sean and I wrap up here again. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. And I bid you a good night. Uh Good luck next year. Yeah, yeah for good sure. Night, everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Uh, so but no, it's you like, yeah,
1: you, you look at his lineup and there's like so much power. I mean, like Javier Baez only had 16 home runs, but we like, we obviously know what he's capable of. Riley, 38 home runs. Lindor, 25. Hoskins thirty, Correa twenty two, down year for him. Springer twenty five in limited time. Stanton thirty, um, like he had a lot of power. It was just it seemed like a very streaky offense, and I think that ended up being the the ultimate undoing. I, there was a, a point uh, in our championship matchup that Stanton was zero for thirteen uh, with nine strikeouts, and Boehm was like three for twenty uh canna has been in an awful slump it was just like everything kind of hit at the wrong time for him and um my my team just kind of had their best i think offensive performance uh of the entire playoffs and uh look me and james before we even were live you know he he was a little frustrated but you know obviously came on the show great sport uh great addition great a great addition to our league um and uh, yeah. he's obviously he's one of the rosters. That I'm a little worried about going into next year, just because he he does have such a, a balanced core of both pitching and hitting. But um, this year, um, like I, I had nine stolen bases in the in the playoffs or in the the finals matchup, and it's like I don't think I had nine. I don't think I had maybe even six stolen bases in a period all year, and um, to get nine and. Uh, the finals it kind of at that point, I, I think I had six on Thursday and I'm like, okay, maybe there is a chance. And then the, the, my offensive stats were really good. Um, And, uh, but yeah, the, the pitching wise, I, I still, I was a little worried there. I had some blow up starts from both cease. Uh Bradish gave up like seven runs. And I was a little worried that uh Henry was going to make it a game with the, uh on the pitching side, as he, got you know pretty good starts from guys like um what was it uh snell and uh jordan Lyles jack Flaherty had a good start but um just a, a little bit too much too late um <laughs> because like all, fa- all offensively it's like stanton two for 17 boom three for 28 canna three for 19 and it's like it seems like these are a lot of guys um that were just streaky. And I think that kind of explains how you mentioned um, he was probably really good in Roto, but had a poor record and, or he was poor in Roto, but had a great record just because it was, you know, the matchups he would do really great for a a full week, which was two periods, but then he'd be bad for like two. And it was just it finally probably balanced out. Yeah. uh, Cause me and him, I think we tied, we had the, the same regular season record. Um, but it was kind of like one of those all or nothing, like I don't want to say all or nothing, but just the heavy teams that have a little bit a higher floor or a higher ceiling, but a lower floor.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, here it is, man. Uh, He did end up finishing ninth in Roto standings, but sixth overall. Yeah. And obviously he made it all the way to the championship game in terms of hitting. Let's see where he ended up in Uh hitting. He was second in hitting. Yeah. I mean, he had a really good lineup this year. I'll, I'll give him that. And then the, it's I think the pitching is where it messed up. Oh yeah, 12th dead last in pitching. So uh, the other thing you mentioned was so that's Henry's team. So Henry finished uh, second in hitting, a little dead last in pitching. So that is something that he needs to shore up for next season. The one thing you mentioned as well, uh, I'm afraid of James's team. Um, I'll give you the I'll, you know saving grace for everybody. Um, people when I when I would tell people about my my lineup for uh, from last year coming into this season. They were amazed as I was able to get, you know, all these big names, all these big bats and whatever. Uh, And you saw that just as uh, my big concern was, well, there's a chance that regression is going to be a pain in my ass this year. And I don't know if it's regression of individual play or if it's just a league-wide issue going on. I think the only... Aside from Paul Goldschmidt, Jordan Alvarez, and Aaron Judge, those three guys are always at the top of the, yeah. of the leaderboards. But it seems like every, it seems like a lot of hitters took a step back this uh, this past season of 2022. Yeah, so,
1: it, and I've kind of I noticed that this year, and especially like when you look, uh, where like compare WRC plus, kind of off topic of this year to last year, and see what those guys OPS were, just because the league average was so low. That a guy could have had a good season, and that good season that he had this year, two years ago would have been like a, a 110, 115 WRC plus. And this year it's like a one thirty or a, a one twenty, not like high one twenties. Yeah. And it was still good. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was still good, and it just seemed like it was the way it affected some hitters and not others. I, I, I still don't. I, I think there's a little bit of variance in. The, the balls that were used. Obviously we know there were multiple balls used this year. Um I don't know how random or not random the usage of that was, but it, it obviously there was a, a depressed offense for most of you know the first three and a half months this year. Um but it's like like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. who obviously was great last year and is a, a huge vital part of your team going forward. I mean he had an eight sixteen OPS this year. I mean, he hit 32 home runs. Um, He's just shy of 100 RBIs. But, you know, yeah, like last year he had had 1,000 OPS. So is he one of those guys that just got affected by it? But it's like you look at the batted ball metrics and he's kind of up there with, like, the the judges and the Devers. Like, he smacks the shit out of the ball. And more ground balls than some of the other guys. But I, I don't know. It was a very weird offensive environment. And I think that's what led to me possibly streaming as much as I did because you had guys that you expected more out of. And then the guys that you didn't expect much out of uh, maybe were less affected by it because they weren't the the fly ball guys. They were more just line drive, get it in the gaps and use your wheels. Like, I don't know. It's a a weird thing to, to break down and analyze. And I'm sure there'll be some really good articles this year in the off season, like super in depth uh, that I'm kind of looking forward to reading about, the balls and how you know. Oh yeah, you know everyone gets excited about reading about balls, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, super balls, uh, bouncy balls, <laughs> testy balls. But no, it's pretty interesting that you mention all of that because I'm looking at my team right now, and it's like, I mean, who do I bench? I'm not. I'm not benching Guerrero. I'm not benching Devers. No. But I was more than happy. I mean, I told you I was more than happy to bench some of my pitchers. Uh, everybody except for Framber Fra- Fra- Valles is up there, and, and he's starting. I, I am starting him every damn game. I don't care. Everybody else, nah. You, if you're not facing the Tigers, the Royals, or the Rockies, I'm like you're 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 being benched. I don't I don't trust you. And I, you know I had a couple of Rays players as well, um, mm. Corey Kluber, Drew Rasmussen, guys like that. And you know how good the Rays pitchers are. But if they're facing the Yankees, I had to hesitate. I'm like, no, I don't think I want to deal with that right now. Uh, But I think the biggest disappointment, the reason why I had to stream so much was because the twins, the three twins players, the triplets, so to speak, uh, Sonny Gray, Bailey Over, Joe Ryan. I was really counting on those guys to really take me from here to up here in terms of my pitching staff. Really let me down because not that they were ineffective, I mean, which they were from time to time, they were. Mm -hmm. And then there are other times they would show flashes. But the big the big killer for me was they were hurt a lot this year, a lot. And so now you're going from just looking not just for one, but three replacement pitchers. And you mentioned it in and, and the waiver wire that we have with, with our roster size being so big. I think that's part of the reason why I had to depend so much on streaming the pitchers and just going with that strategy, as opposed to making sure that I had depth in my, uh, in my hitters. And it was just a frustrating year, but yeah, it's like, yeah, I understand uh, Vladimir Guerrero on base percentage it's 3.37. Yeah. But am I really am I really going to bench him ever? No. I I don't think so. Not I can't do it. Can't do it. I I'll I'll more than willing to play musical chairs everywhere else at middle infield. I'm fine with that, but but you know, I I didn't do as much musical chairs in terms of the waiver wire. I I pretty much had the same guys, even Nico Horner for a long time until he got hurt. I know James was bragging about picking him up, but he was if he would have stayed healthy, he still would have been on my team and Maybe uh, a guy I would consider for next season as well. Uh, so, but yeah, it's just it a very frustrating year, Sean. Is what I'm trying to say. Just yeah. uh, not you, you can't get a handle on this, and I'm I'm just I think we we a lot of people share this thought, and I'm pretty sure you agree with this. Uh, I wish you just stop messing with the balls and just pick one and just go with it. You're already yeah. uh, you're not allowing these guys to. Be juicing. You're not allowing these guys to use amphetamines. You're not using. You're not allowing these guys to uh, use the uh, the sticky stuff that they're not supposed to use anymore. Pine tar is out of the question. A lot of restrictions. You saw this past year. You're not even allowed to touch your own hair because of uh, all sorts of speculation that yeah. might be happening. So <laughs> stop messing with the ball. Just pick a damn ball yeah. and go with it. But yeah. obviously, uh, Major League Baseball is always going to mess with the ball. But I digress. Anyway so uh champ any last words from you before I let you go
1: three Pete next year Fuck you That's I'm, <laughs> <saying that. laughs> I'm gonna my luck's about to run uh, out
0: with pitching and then like 20 minutes later three Pete
1: yeah hey you, you know just gotta uh you know the the power of positive thought and energy right yeah, Good right. vibes only Good vibe
0: this
1: <laughs> seize this Honkus. <laughs> I'm excited for next year um
0: am so. hoping that there's a bounce back i'm glad that we finally uh uh established what is considered a minor league slot player and what's not so that's a step in the right direction so i'm looking forward to that uh but i like my minor league players going into next season um i think the time has come for me to give up on kyle Muller. Uh, i think that experiment yeah. is over with <laughs> uh he, he had a pretty good season in triple a that's all i'm saying that's why i kind of like You know, we tried going for the the pedigree guys and those guys failed. So I figured might as well go for the guys who produce in AAA and that too has failed. So I can't win with these pitchers, but other than that, uh, like I said, looking forward to next year, um, nine keepers. It's going to be interesting to see how these guys uh, strategize for that. And until then I am Felipe. That is Sean, your 2022 Fantrax league baseball life champion of the world. We will see you next time. Thank you so much
1: guys. See you next week.